0: Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal, the new normal. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, trying to bring a little normalcy to this world. Do I ever succeed? Not often, but we try anyway. And of course, I brought a guest to help me try to do this. And my guest today, I've been trying to get him on for a long time, and we finally were able to get a date and make it work. Anthony Ceballos, which I probably just destroyed that last name. The Wraith Prince himself. Yeah. From from Texas Wraith Hunters. (laughs) And
1: uh, how you doing tonight, Anthony? Doing awesome, awesome. You know the the last name.
0: All right, cool. All right. (laughs) And of course, Anthony is also the host of his own podcast, Wraith World Podcast, which I'll let him give all that information at the end so he can promote himself to the fullest. But the first question I asked, everybody in this show and the answers are usually different what got you to the paranormal
1: mm, that that hard question um yes well uh it started for me when i was five years old i ended up having uh i guess a a near-death experience and i actually died for five minutes and after that i don't know if that's what it caused it or if we just kind of like born with it or that kind of opened it up. But since I was five, um, I started to see, you know, I could be able to see spirits in 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 the house and around people. And as I got older, you know, eight years old, ten years old, that's when it really started to ramp up and 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 then just started to grow up in it. And since I didn't have anyone to tell me that spirits weren't real and you know, to uh shut it down, it it, it evolved. So, throughout my life, it's just the way it's been.
0: Well, that's interesting. Uh, hello, Isaiah, and hello, Kimmy.
1: What's going apparently, on, Kimmy?
0: Thank apparently, he knows you. <laughs> yeah, but... oh, no Kimmy.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, IG yeah. is from the... Don Richo.
0: Yeah, the Parapost family is huge, so it's hard for me to know it. I know i know isaiah so i he's been on he's been on a bunch of my shows lately well, but but the other question i ask people is what experiences have you had with <laughs> the paranormal and i know it's probably up for you it's probably a long list so what are some of the most interesting slash terrifying ones you've had
1: terrifying ones um well it's like when i was a kid i mean you know i could see uh I would see people and they would look like, like, I guess what would you call demons? Like they look in the movies, you know, just real ugly. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was terrifying right there for me. I mean, you're a kid and you don't understand what you're seeing. And so pretty much after that, I mean, you kind of, I kind of got used to it. You know, only certain people I would see like that. And then uh, um, as far as the experiences, I mean, we've had some in the, and this investigation here that we're fixing to do we, we're going back it's a two-year investigation we've gone there six times it's a forest in san antonio and i spoke about it here recently on, on a number of podcasts and online that that placement in there that's it's um it's just something else i mean it's interdimensional when you go in there you will not come out the same your your, your life will change I mean, our life literally changed two years ago we have never been the same it cost me one member uh, he never, he never, you know, he just went, he did his own thing, just, just left. Um, so that was a pretty, pretty heavy, pretty ex- experience. And yet we're going back. We're gonna be going back there in two weeks. It's in San Antonio.
0: For yeah, and it's time. a, and it's a for, I mean, I've heard of forests being like interdimensional or just being portals for other creatures to come through. But so. Is it just, is it just spirits in that forest? Like, has there been like a big tragedy that happened there or something?
1: Well, it's a forest. Of course, San Antonio, you know, is built on native ground, and the whole yeah. city really is built on on top of, of native cemeteries. I mean, you can Google it, and you can see the plaza, where they'll tell you on there that you know they built this plaza on top of an Indian burial ground. So you know, you got a lot of upset people. There, you know, the spirits were upset, and it's understandable. So, uh, you will hear a lot of drum beating. Uh, we've heard women crying. We've heard, uh, we've seen apparitions in there. Um, like I said, it's just, it's like a candy store. If you name it, it's in there. But this place will challenge your mind and challenge your abilities. You will, like I said, you will not come back out the same. This is that this is mm-hmm. out of the 40 years, this one has been the most. Intense one of all.
0: See, I I'm a big gamer and I've been saying for a long time now, they need to make an open world RPG where you're a paranormal investigator and you go around the world to all these different spots and like you have to go investigate them and find some way to put in like I don't know, whether it be battling or just quest of some kind. Right. But like I, I I'm I I could design it if I had to, but I mean not not literally design it, but I could come up with the ideas if I had to. But I mean, it's just they need to do a game like that. I mean, yeah. I want a game where I can go look for Bigfoot in the forest and stuff like that. Like that's what I want. Right. Like it's just not, I mean, I said I said 15 years ago they need a Harry Potter game where you can walk around and cast Avada Kedavra everybody. <laughs> and now they now they have it. Right. I just beat it. I just beat it within like two or three weeks. So yeah. you know, I mean, they need to have it. So uh, I don't know and what's going on dover paratech glad to have you watching but so i mean i don't know that's they say you put it out in the world and eventually it might happen so yeah i want world give me a paranormal investigation please (laughs) a good one a good one for xbox and playstation but and pc i guess yeah it's just just, i don't know it's it's a dream of mine like i mean yeah you the closest i think i've ever seen is like an assassin's creed 3 when like you go and look for like bigfoot but ends up just being a man a hermit living in the woods right like (laughs) it's that's the closest i've ever seen to like something like that so it'd be interesting that's all i'm saying people like universe make it happen yeah but so when you say you saw demons your whole childhood were they actually like people you knew and they just were really like taken over by demons or were they separate entities altogether?
1: Well, yeah, it started with the family. I mean, you know, I was I would look at my family, like my grandmother, and and uh, like I would start to hear voices telling me to do bad things. You know what I mean? Of course, now we can say that because at one time we could never say that. You know, you'd be locked up in in a heartbeat. But but now now that the paranormal is opened up and you you hear the other experiences from so many people that that share similar like that, you know, that you hear the voices and they'll try to, to influence you to do harm. And so, I mean, that's what I mean. That's why it was so hard being nine, 10, 12 years old, you know, able to see these things, you know, and they just would like morph, you know, You, would, I would look at them and they would just, they would just morph. And, and uh, so at the time, you know, I didn't know they were demons or, or spirits or anything. I mean, cause we we had nowhere to get any information on anything, you know, and pretty much you, you lived a really secluded life, you know, cause you can't talk about it. Well, you couldn't talk about it back then. Not like now uh, what's going yeah, on, I mean,
0: Mr. I... Consultant, Matt Barron. Yes. What's going on, Matt Barron. Glad to have you watching. It, it's true. I mean, that's, that's kind of why I need my show. Why I did because paranormal is becoming the new normal slowly. Yeah. I mean, I never in a million years, when I was a kid, thought I'd be on a social platform like Facebook, let alone of all things. Right. Like I never thought—I mean, never knew that would exist, regardless. And I never real—I I never expected to see pictures of supposed Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster pictures on a daily basis. Yeah. like it's insane. It's when I was a kid, the only thing you could see those on was possibly a, re- a rerun of a TV show yeah, or cartoons. <laughs> Or or cartoons, or I mean, possibly even like the book in the library, the one book in the library on Bigfoot that I would take out all the time. But besides that, there was yeah. nothing. Like they didn't even really do TV shows even until like the two thousands when I was a teenager. Right. So I mean,
1: and, and seeing that's and, when I that's when I started to see the paranormal was when, um, like I said, I've been around the paranormal since I was five, so forty years plus. It wasn't until that until the two thousands in there, well, actually later than that, uh, that I actually found out that um, there was a paranormal community, you know, so I've pretty much lived a really uh, close life, you know, that side of me has always been close, you know, I never spoke to anybody about it, and because I knew the consequences that that would happen, and it wasn't until, you know, that Facebook, that I really got on Facebook, and just, I don't know, just one day I just put, paranormal in it and then i start seeing well you know when the ghost show started to come out and of course i still thought it was just on tv but it was kind of cool it was interesting because it's kind of like okay well they're doing this and some of the things that they were going to you can actually see it you know you can see it even though it's a video or a show there they are at haunted place or places that have spirits and you can see it in the video and i'd be like i'd be like it's right there it's right there turn around it's right there and and um so uh, that's what really started making. Re- I started to realize that there is other people like myself, and and uh, so then when Facebook, when I started getting deeper into Facebook, then uh, just started punching up paranormal, and I started seeing that there was a whole big basket of, of paranormal people, which I didn't even know you called the paranormal. I didn't, I didn't even know the technical terms or you know the like the paranormal language. I just knew this is what it is. Didn't know how to describe it
0: yeah i don't even remember when i first heard the term paranormal i couldn't even tell you but i mean it's just i mean i i used to watch like monsters and mysteries in america and like monster quests and stuff like that but i never i don't think they once ever used the term paranormal they just try to sell you on whatever monster they're talking about that episode yeah. or whatever, whatever three monsters they're talking about if you're talking about monsters and mysteries but right and the stories i mean the re the reenactments they did were always more comedy than actual like right information <laughs>
1: and seeing i grew up watching the monsters now that you bring up monsters i, I grew up watching the monsters and for me that
0: was normal <laughs> oh i love the monsters i love them but it's funny i mean the the there's two um oh no, actually okay there's three but the two funniest monsters and mysteries in america segments i ever saw were the gnome that was supposed to be living in these people's shed and like the laugh of that the, the laugh they gave that gnome in the reenactment is stuck in my brain for eternity. It's yeah. never gonna go away. And the 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 shadow person slash hat man encounter on Monsters and Mysteries, because it was literally like a shadow man with a top hat, like yeah. smoking a cigar, and like the father was just like, "I told it to go away and never come <laughs> back," and it did. It never came back. And I'm like. It wasn't a shadow person then, because you have no control over them. You can't tell them just to leave, and they're gonna leave. Like, you need proper people to come in and take care of it for you. But it's just, uh, I mean, it's funny. Like, I think back to it now, like, and I believed it full heartedly when I was a teenager. Like that was the truth. But now it's just like a laughing thing. Like it's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 why I believed. I mean, I actually might be starting a thing for this show, like a subscription thing, where. Uh, me and some guests watch shows like that and then we like just do commentary while we're watching them like mystery science theater type stuff but right. it's, it's just some of those things are so funny nowadays but I don't oh, know shoot, I, I thought
1: you saw a spirit next to you what was
0: that? I thought you saw a spirit next to you I live in a house with at least <laughs> two spirits so that's highly <laughs> possible I I, I. were you watching last night when I showed that video or now? I think so yeah yeah because there's a video i have of um well here it's only freaking what is it 20 seconds long might as well show it (laughs) that's my garage right like and then it comes back again towards the camera at some point there it goes (laughs) now now would
1: you say that that's an orb because you know there's a big big thing right now that there is no such things as orbs and nobody's really captured
0: definite you know no no doubt of an orb well I mean I think it's an orb and I mean Sean Kelly from chasing prophecy last and pitch for paranormal last night like confirmed that's an orb because he says the only thing that are true orbs are white balls they can't be any other color they're white balls right and that's literally what what there was one of them in that video and then I have another video not my computer unfortunately with um two orbs floating around the garage and I had another video I showed last night of, like, a bunch of orbs, it looks like, but he says that one is just dust, possibly. But I don't see how that's possible because the, I don't have, like, open windows in my garage during the winter or anything, so, or an open door, so why would, why would that much dust be blowing anywhere? Like, right. I don't know. But Dover paratech says people are only skeptics until they experience it for themselves. It doesn't matter what you tell them, they have to experience, for, experience it for themselves. But... They have to project their own light, he says. As far as orbs, which there's no light in my garage. I mean there is, but there's no light in my garage that's on at that right. time of night. I mean, there's only a camera which catches motion and almost almost on every other day basis we catch some kind of video. Right. I mean, I've had mediums on my show strip tell me, like, yeah, you have two you have a spirit in your house, and some of them say two, but some say one. And he, they, he used to have an antique car, and he likes to hang out in the garage and carport like he was working on the car. And, like, that's all he does is, like, hang out in the garage and carport and walk back and forth. Because my wife has seen, like, something in the driveway at night, like, going from like walking through the garage door oh. and going to the carport. I mean, plus, I mean, there's so, many, there's so much more. I went through it last night, too, so I don't want to go into too much detail again. But basically, it comes down to chickens being killed and my dog being terrified of being in the back part of the garage <laughs> so and hey josh glad you're watching again and what's going on josh yeah josh has been a, josh has been watching my shows for a long long time so yeah he's awesome he knows, he's awesome yeah he, he's a good guy but so i mean i don't know i definitely i, I know i live in a haunted house that doesn't bother me like i don't ever feel creeped out anymore like i did when i first moved in like, it seems like the spirit decided to leave us alone and just go hang out in the garage all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, according to my wife, it doesn't like us because she kind of is sensitive to these things. And she thinks that it doesn't like us and that she, th- and like, she swears it was talking to her when she was in the garage one night hanging out with the dogs, like partying. But, right. so, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I keep meaning to get a person. I, I know a woman I know from Salem, uh, Sunshine a Star. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, a spe- a clairvoyant among many many other things, and she wants to, and she wants to come clear out my house. I set the 70 for her to step it and do it, and I'm kind of looking forward to it honestly because yeah. it just I mean just to know they're not there anymore would be kind of nice. Like like no more having to look around my shoulder trying to ca- catch a glimpse of it or anything. But right, what's going on, Chris? Glad you're watching. But I mean I don't know. That's just me. But there's also been a big debate. From what I've heard lately, but from my guests, that people say ghosts aren't actually spirits of the dead. They say they're something else. Well,
1: I mean, I've heard, I've heard, the, I've heard that argument where some people come out and they'll say that that we actually manifest the spirits. You know, because we have it in our head, and being in a group, well, then we have that collective mind, and so we manifest that.
0: I mean I can see what people would think that maybe, but I never had an imaginary friend as a child or anything like that. So I just can't man- manifest things out of my freaking head like that. Like it just doesn't work. <laughs> like, right. If if I could, I'd be rich. <laughs> I'd be manifesting <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah. i like, like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't want to manifest a ghost. I'd be manifesting money. Like, come on now. But it's just one of those things, like I I, I am a full believer that the spirits of the dead are what we see and that there's a reincarnation going on and either they're stuck on earth and they're grounded or they go up and get reincarnated into another body yeah if they're stuck on earth it means they died unexpectedly or they just don't want to leave for some reason they're attached to something whether it be a house or an object or what have you
1: yeah and this goes back to what the other gentleman said that until until some until they experience it themselves you know, they're not going to really believe it, you know, and it's going to have to be an experience where they're going to see something or or whatever that's going to happen where they know themselves after they bounce it around in their head that this can't be explained. I mean, just as easy. And you know what you saw, you know, that that's when they, that's when a person there will see that
0: this is real. Well, see, that's the funny thing. Until I lived in this house, I never saw any proof of anything, but yet I always was a believer. So, I mean, I just, I mean, there are people like me, I know that, who just want to believe regardless without seeing anything, but, and they always say, those that want to see, don't see, and I'm a living example of that, (laughs) because I, I, in the last five years, I believe, I I believe I've seen UFOs, a cluster of them, and I believe, I and I know I've seen spirit I haven't seen them, but I know I've seen spirits on camera in my own house, so. I haven't seen them personally because they don't like to show themselves to me, apparently just my wife and her family, because I guess they're more sensitive than I am, but right. so I don't know. I mean, but let me ask you this. Since you since you live in Texas, what do you think about skinwalkers? Well,
1: that's what we think. That's what I think that we're dealing with in that forest. You know, because when, really. we, when we went there, you know, we weren't even expecting to see, I mean, we weren't even planning to do anything. Um, we had, uh, my son, he's an artist, he's a music artist. And we had just done a show in San Antonio and we got out, we got out about 10 o'clock at night. And, and then of course, you know, we're in San Antonio. Um, in fact, in fact, that's where the team actually came together out of that ex- first experience that we had. And, and, uh, so we, we really weren't looking for anything and and when we when we went there um it's just like i said it just it's just we just walked in at the right time at the right place with the right people you know and and i've heard this before that some of these places will choose their their people to to show themselves and, and if you have uh certain people with you that are um that they have their abilities or you know um their energy is just right, and like I said, that's what I feel. That like that place just happened. We happened to walk into this place that it was at the right time, the right place with the right people, and and it just it just opened up.
0: Which yeah, I mean, the synchronicity of that happening yeah. is just amazing. Like I I'm a huge believer in synchronicity. It happens for a reason, and I I mean I don't know. I my wife has made me walk through so many woods, including Freetown State Forest in Massachusetts as well as we went to Lemster State Forest a couple of weeks ago for a hike with the dogs and they're both Bigfoot hotspots yeah. and I mean because Freetown's in the Bridgewater Triangle and it's a huge um Bigfoot hotspot it was a huge satanic cult crime spot in the 80s and 90s so yeah. I went in there I went there like come on let me see something let me see something and nothing <sighs> of course I see nothing, but it's just, <laughs> like, I want to see like, I feel like sometimes it's just the fact that I want to see something so bad that there's like, nah, he's too anxious, we're not showing ourselves to him. Right. But I don't know, I mean but, do you think skinwalkers are actually based on an ancient Native American curse or are they something else entirely?
1: Well, the skinwalker is conjured by a, by a Native witch and and when she conjures it it Up, you know, it's uh, it's actually a man, and then she'll use that. She'll use it to to do whatever she needs it to do. And that place, like I said, that one place, we've heard native drums, uh, we've heard uh, women crying. It's kind of like when we heard the women crying, it was like they were being massacred in there, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, so with, with all the experience that we had when we, when we came back, I started doing the research in on that land. And that land dated back, because uh, when they were building the, the dam in, in San Antonio, um, they found pottery there. And when they were digging up the dam, they, and they dated it back 10,000 years. So uh, yeah. the natives, the papaya natives that were there, uh, were there 10,000 years. And then so when I just started thinking about it, it's like, OK, so they've been here you know, 10,000 years. How many generations is that? And then where did they, where did they pass and where did they bury them? Well, they buried them there. That's where they're at. And then 10,000 years later, here comes, here comes, you know, here we come and they build a bike trail right through the middle of the forest. Well, you know that that bike trail is probably going right over other cemeteries there, you know, other burial it's native burial ground. And um, so, but what's there is, um, when I started, you know, to doing all the research on it, the first thing that popped in my head, and I didn't even think about it, really skinwalkers because I've really never been into the UFO or the Bigfoot thing, or you know, it's always been just paranormal, spirits and ghosts and, you know, that, that type of deal. And so I, I really was, I, ne- I never thought about all that until I started doing the research and putting the pieces together that it started to lead that way. And, and... Um, you know, there's more to it. I mean, I, I can't even start. I mean, the last podcast I did was five hours on that, that was just starting out on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so, but yeah, that's a. I do believe that there is a, there's a skinwalker, or some type of being, because um, I have some stuff up on YouTube where the uh, there's some there's a growl that comes out at us because we go we're in there we're in there about three to four miles in the in the forest and you know they it's just plain dark and i'm one that we really don't use flashlights unless we have to i, I like to be quiet being be just be in the dark and just get into my you in know in our place you know what i mean and yeah, of course. So, so the the way that 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 felt the the ground was so deep i mean i felt it i felt it inside of me it was just vibrated and it went from one side to the other side, and then back to the front, and then behind us. But you never heard any noise, you know, any rustling through the bush or anything. So this it, thing is just went, just kept like it just manifested here, then it mastered behind us. But then um, talking to other people, it's like there there was more than one, and there were, we did feel like we were being surrounded. You know, I know mm. I know that we can go to places sometimes, and you know, especially and in buildings or anything like that and we can feel like we're being watched from all around but this literally felt like we were fixing to be attacked you know like like we're we're done you know and and um so it's it's uh all i can say about it is that i believed my conclusion right now is is that it's not an alien it's not human and it's not a spirit it's something else
0: well I'll let you answer this question real fast, but Dover Paratech asked, Did Anthony ever investigate the Alamo? I heard I hear lots of stories about that place.
1: Yeah, the, the Alamo, it's um it's got its spirits all around it. I mean, because and, and then too, because there's so many people and it's right in the middle in the plaza, right next to the Menger Hotel, which is haunted. That's where um uh the Rough Riders used to go. Um and then you got another hotel right across from it, also the Emily Morgan, which is that one's its own its own place. That's what I mean. That that, that whole area is just one giant hotspot. Uh but you can't really investigate in there because um uh the security won't let you. The that place is kinda like a... Uh, I I mean you can't even walk in front of it. If you smoke cigarettes, you can't you can't even walk in front of it smoking a cigarette. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's so um like it's disrespectful and, and they have actually science. I think they, they, they tell you that and there's, that's actually the, the um they have law enforcement in front where they'll stop you. And, and you know, it's just, it's a, it's a
0: sacred ground of, in a way. Interesting. Josh says I've been attacked by a black mass, which I'm not sure what that means. Even I'm, I'm assuming it, it means by uh Satanist, but. I'm assuming, <laughs> but I don't. It
1: might be in his trailer because I know he lived in a house that uh, that, uh, that. I think that spirit would catch things on fire.
0: I mean, I know he lived. I know he was the caretaker of some haunted um, place, but I, I he's coming to that for my on my video, so I'm not sure. But feel free to give a little more detail there, Josh. But let me ask you this though: you feel like you're being? Oh, he says it means a uh, dark entity. Which yeah. I don't. That's a black mass, though. I mean, I would assume a mass. I would assume a mass is more than one entity. I would assume it's like a congregation of the almost.
1: Well, like a black shadow, you know. Then I see those all the time.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I like this comment. The goo in Ant Man Three is an old Native American ceremony turd and shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie, so that's funny that you said it, <laughs> but I can believe it. And Josh says, I guess a shadow person. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I, shout persons, I, shout people freak me out. Like, I never had to deal with <laughs> one, but they, they, the idea of them freaks me out. Like, I, I that, got two in here. I mean, supposedly my wife's sister, when she was here, not this past Thanksgiving, but the one before it, at our house, like a month, it was like a month, it was not even a month after we moved in. Like, she was up at like 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and she. Saw a shadow person walking from the hallway to the kitchen and then back and forth, back and forth. Then it would just stand in the hallway and stare at her, according to her. And the house they lived in, the house she lives in still, my sister in law, is in the Bridgewater Triangle and is on Native American Burial Ground. So they have, my wife has all these stories of shadow people when she was growing up in that house and when her grandparents owned it and she would stay there. Like she woke up on it when she was a kid and there's just a shadow person like leaning over her and if and like she'll say, like it feels like they're sitting in my chest. Yeah. So it's yeah, people creep me out to no end. I don't want I I don't want to deal with one. Oh, they're
1: cool, man. They're cool.
0: I don't I mean <laughs> did 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 you see that show on Hulu? I think it's called Monster. Uh no. There's a show on Hulu called Monster where they go into all these different like paranormal topics in each episode. And then, like at the end of the season, all kinds of like all the people from the episodes kind of come together. But there's one episode where it's a it's a teenager dealing with a sick he has a sick mother and she's in bed all day, and he's dealing with like a shower person invasion in his house, and it's just like it creeps you out. Like it makes you not (laughs) want to even have chef people in your house at all. Like it's just like it's funny because that that whole show was filmed in Kingston, New York, where I'm from, but. But I mean, it's just so many different paranormal topics. That was a good. That was a good show. I like that show. But let me ask you this I, This is what I wanted to ask you. You say you feel like you're being surrounded in those woods, and it's Texas. I mean, well, it doesn't matter where it is in the United States. It's the United States, and it's the deep woods. You don't think you're maybe being surrounded by a pack of dogmen?
1: Mm, I don't know. I haven't never seen a dogman. I mean, I just I've heard about it, but I've never really.
0: Um... I mean I never seen one either but I still I fear seeing one because dogmen are are not like bigfoot according to all legends but dogmen are territorial and will yeah. attack you unlike bigfoot. Like bigfoot don't attack you unless you're like threatening to really come in their territory.
1: Yeah. Well you, like, see, if you doing... see the second time that we went back we went back I said we've been there six times within 2 years. And um I said the first time it cost me a member the second time that we went back we went to, uh, the other side of it. There's, there's like, you know, it's huge. So we went on, on another side of it and we ran into a hiker, uh, which that, that, that video is on YouTube. It's, it's what it's called, the hiker. And, uh, because we were trying to find a house, cause there was a, there's a two story house way deep in there, but we didn't know it was three miles. And, um, uh, when he was jogging towards us, you know, I stopped him and just said, Hey, I mean, uh, how far back did you go? And he goes, Well, I go pretty far. And I said, hey, Do you know about a house that's back there? He goes, Yeah, it's in there, but it's it's three miles. He goes, You gotta you got a ways to go. And then and then um so I then I just asked him, I mean, you know, we're we're paranormal investigators, we're always talking to people, so it's real easy for us just to change the stuff to get to the paranormal. So I said, Well, hey, hey when uh, in your in your jobs out here, have you ever felt anything or ever seen anything? Because see, we would have been there. That was our second time. And we had experienced everything the first time. And he starts to to talk to us and he starts telling us about that. um, We're telling him what we experienced. And he's just going, wow, man, you know, this is a. He starts showing us the trees. And the trees, you can see where they're broken. And like when that's when you start to see when you start getting into the Bigfoot thing, how they'll break the big trees and they'll, you know, they make them into, you know, like they're uh, marking their territory. And actually, there was one there that was broken like that. And it's a big tree. And he was showing it to us. He goes, "I got some pictures, man, that I can show you." And um, and and so he starts showing us pictures of, of of more trees like that. And he's he's talking about his experiences in there. And but what, after talking to him for a little while, uh, and like I said, if y'all want to go check that out, I mean, it's pretty. That interview was pretty cool. And afterwards. You know, I spoke to him on the phone, and you know, come to find out, because uh, he had a backpack on, and I, you know, you know, he's a jogger, he's got a backpack on. But I asked him. I asked him. I said, "Hey, I'm not trying to be nosy, but what are you carrying in that backpack?" And I had a feeling already that. And he goes, "Well, I said, do you carry, do you do offerings in there?" And he goes, "Yeah, I do offerings." I goes, "I go in there, and I go into the forest, and I make offerings to the spirit." This there, I bring I bring wine and I have bread and and water and I do I do a um a um what was it I just said it <laughs> I lost my thing yeah an offering and um it's because I started thinking about it in my mind when I was, I was seeing that uh, that he's doing an offering but also he's also in the air force and he's active and anytime mm. that it comes down to being your skinwalkers or Bigfoot. If you uh, if you do the research and you see, the government is always involved in that. If it's a UFO or interdimensional bigfoot or whatever it is, the government is always involved in it. You know, they'll get the land and they'll shut it down where nobody can go in there anymore, and they, they do their research in there with it. But it was just coincidence, you know. Of course, we don't believe that, but that's the only word I can think of is that you have someone, you know, stop them out of the blue. And next thing you know, he's giving us all these stories, I mean, the experience that he's had, and he's doing, he's hes in, in the Air Force, he's active, and yet he's in there making offerings to some spirit. Now, if the Air Force would find out about that, because the Air Force and the military is real strict on your mentality, you know, uh, yeah. they would probably kick him out. Or if they know about it and they have him there, because... There is something in there, and he's trying to communicate with it and bring that information
0: back you know it its just it got deeper and deeper it's it's a wormhole and in a half right there, and I mean, I saw a post on Facebook today about Bigfoots that in one of my many groups I'm in that um Bigfoots are they seem like like it's from these people who i I've talked to before I'm trying to get them on my show, but they're really hard to get on my show they're really hard to get. Because um, they live like in the middle of the woods, like they, according to them, they live in a Bigfoot sanctuary, and they post pictures every day of Bigfoots that you, you I can't see them in the pictures really, but they draw outlines. It's supposedly they're there, and they they live in like a Bigfoot sanctuary where they have like adult and adult to like young Bigfoots. Yeah, and, and basically like they say that it look it seems like the Bigfoots are studying humans, trying to figure everything out about us. And, like, they're reporting, almost like they're reporting back somebody, like, what they saw that day. So, I mean, whether they're, whether they're reporting back to extraterrestrial yeah, masters. I've heard, I've heard that story. Whether they're reporting back to extraterrestrial masters or they're reporting back to the government even. Who knows? Like, it's, it's. I mean, it's a wormhole and a half. But, I mean, it just, you don't know. I mean, they're, the government could be using Bigfoots. I mean, we talked about it the other day. Was it last night? Yeah, last night on uh, with, with Michael Anthony and Sean Kelly, we talked about the idea that, like, during forest fires, I've heard a story about how uh, ambulance took a burned Bigfoot and the ambulance driver and the helper were never heard from him again. Right. Both, both the EMTs were never heard from him again. And they drove off with the Bigfoot, and I'm assuming the men in black about a mile down the road <laughs> just pulled them over, and, or the khaki men as they're called nowadays, just pulled them over and said nope we're taking it bye yeah like just off them just so they had no no witnesses but i don't know it's just it's weird i mean i always i joke around and say it but it's probably true yeah the, ne- the next big uh pandemic we have and say UFOs being real bigfoot's gonna be real Right. The next the next the next time they need, they need to take our minds off something they're gonna say bigfoot's real yeah in my, in my opinion but so I don't know I mean it's just I see that's the biggest problem with the paranormal is you simply don't know any of it none yeah. of it's proven and yeah. it's enough to drive you insane like the fact that you want to know the truth
1: well that's what I'm saying and uh that invest that place it just got it got deeper and deeper and deeper you know one one another piece to that puzzle you know why do you have this active military air force guy and they're doing offerings to something that's in there, you know? So that tells you that he, he's seen it. He believes that it's there, you know, there's something then in there. And, and then uh, among all the other experiences, it just kept on piling up every time that we went. And, and so you start having, I think you start having this this stack of, of um, evidence, you know what I mean? For us, that there is something in there. You know, that that, that's one of the, most intense experience that we've had, but of course, you know, we've—I've had—I have plenty of, of other ones. You know, you know, we've been chased off by giant grasshoppers. How about that one at the cemetery? We got chased off by a swarm of mosquitoes at another one. You know, it, I
0: mean, it's pretty wild. You know, um, now, the stuff that happens. When you say giant grasshoppers, how giant are we talking? Like, are we talking like? Mantis man size uh, or like?
1: No, I mean they're like, uh, I guess it would be Texas size. You know, everything's big in Texas, right? Ah, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about one, two, maybe about three and a half inches big, like mm-hmm. that. And we were at the ah. sem- we were at about a seventh. I mean, when you got something that big flying around hitting you, I mean, it hits you pretty hard, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially if you got a you got a whole swarm of these things. And it was at a cemetery in Lionel, Texas, and it's called the Baby Head Cemetery. And uh, uh, it was just between, it was right close to San Antonio. too, was right outside of San Antonio, not too far. And we went there, and um, it's a place, man, that it does have, it's really active. Um, but what ended up happening is that I had taken, okay, the ground is covered with crystals. That's what's crazy about it. You know, you see this glimmering. Rocks on there, but they're actually crystals. And, sure. and, um, uh, I mean, the whole cemetery is covered with, the whole ground is covered with them. And that place used to be, there was, uh, native land also. And, uh, that's why they got the story of the baby head because the, the settlers that were there, they were attacked by the, uh, by the natives and they captured some of the kids and they cut their heads off and they put them on sticks. So that's why they call it baby head because they were, they were young children that they captured. So they say. And, and, um, um well I ended up taking one of those crystals because it was just a real pretty crystal and I liked it and then I, I I took it and I said I'm gonna take this back with me. Well, right as soon as I did that, we had this one, you know, just this grasshopper started coming out. I mean they weren't there when we got there. And it was it was daylight, and it was daytime and everything. And um I have that on video also, and then before you know it, you got one flying by, you can just hear them zoom
0: by and you hear the wings. Zzz, Interesting. I mean, that that to me almost sounds like the idea that they have in Hawaii, where if you take yeah. rocks off the volcano, the night watchers will come and like after you. Right. But, the lava rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, that could be like a Native American curse on that land. That like the, if you try to take part of the land, they will. They have these curses out like grasshoppers or. Wow, uh, what was your thing you said locust or yeah. Like well, I could I could see that. I well, could also see that.
1: when I was walking with it and then they started to pop up and they're like zooming by and you can see them in the video because I had my camera. Actually I had that I had this little camera right here. And I was filming with this one, and they would actually you would they would pop the camera, you know, they would hit it and you can hear it. And then you start you start to see them come by like one or two, then four and six, and then just started to multiplying. I had that I had that crystal in my in my hand, and you can hear me on on, on the video where I, where I I. didn't scream. I just it startled me. I'm not gonna say that, you know. Hey, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a I'm a Texas race hunterman. We don't scream. <laughs> but <laughs> one of those grasshoppers actually came and took the rock, the crystal out of my hand, and flew away with it.
0: Which that right there tells me it's a curse of some kind. They're there to reclaim what you took. And then but, after,
1: after it took it, there was like more that were coming out and they actually were, they started to hit us. I mean, and, and it hurt because I mean, they got, they have some hard heads on there and I mean, they were just popping a pop, pop, pop. And it just, um, I mean, it was, it was wild when we ended up leaving and I still ended up when I still ran in there and I still got that another crystal
0: and I ran off with it. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense to me though. I mean, natives if they want to protect the land are very they always would protect the land they wanted to even after death i mean yeah because i mean my wife grew like grew up or not grew up but lived her grandparents and then her lived in the like on the edge of the Bridgewater triangle and there's this in the woods behind the her that house there's this whole there's a tree with all these eyes carved into it and like they brought her, they, they they went back there a bunch of times to drink and whatnot, and they literally were throwing like bags of empties back there. I know, mean, stupid young kids, whatever. Yeah. Like empty, empty beer cans, whatever. But I mean, but they brought their friend back there one time, and their friend is very hippie ish and very like, I, I assume she's sensitive to this type of stuff too. And as soon as she went in that clearing where the tree was, she's like, I don't like the vibes here. We need to go. We need to go. Like, I, she never took me to see this tree because she didn't want to go back to that place. But yeah. I mean, I kind of want to go see it and film it for the podcast, just so I could be like, "What the heck is this?" Like, yeah, because obviously it's a native thing. Because I doubt kids are going to carve that many eyes into a tree, right?
1: And and like I know that like, I know that grasshopper story sounds pretty wild, but hey, that's what that's what we experienced. You experienced some crazy stuff. You, like you said, we just can't
0: explain it. Well, I I mean. I've heard weirder, so it's not that it's not even that strange to me. But I mean, the uh, there's just I'm a big fan of Monsters Among Us podcast with Derek Hayes. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. It's a viewer, viewers call uh people call in the average. People call in and tell their stories about like experiences with the paranormal. It's I highly recommend anybody who's in the paranormal listens to it because it's you can hear in their voices like the fear when they're retelling things. Like you, you can hear the fear, you can hear like they're not lying. But the craziest call on his show ever, and he's replayed it like multiple times cuz it's just insane. Was a hunter from I want to say Georgia or Alabama named Mac. Yeah. And he w- he was up in his tree blind and he fell out of his tree blind deep in the woods and he basically broke his back at that point. But according to him and he, I've heard his story multiple times. He called it in multiple times because he had bad audio connection. And I believe him. He was picked up by a female Bigfoot and forced to drink her breast milk. Mm-mm. While hearing another Bigfoot in the background, he assumed a male making noises like grunting noises, like kind of like saying, like almost like we gotta go before more humans show up. And so the female eventually put him back down in the ground and left him. His family came a couple hours later or whatever and found him. But the funny thing is, he got to the hospital for his back, and the doctors all said weeks later his back healed faster than they ever heard of anyone's back healing from that injury. Right. right. Which I mean, you put two and two together and do Bigfoot breast milk have <laughs> special <laughs> properties to them that could heal. Like probably so. Sounds like good milk. I mean, he said it was the nastiest tasting thing he ever tasted, (laughs) but I wish I could believe that. I mean, obviously, it's going to be. I mean, I wouldn't want to taste no gorilla breast milk, but still, (laughs) like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, that's the craziest story I ever heard in my life, and I believe it to the fullest, because the the way he tells it, he's not no educated man who's going to try to make a, a story like that up. Like, he's just a simple man who was hunting in the woods. Like, that's all it is. Like, He's, I don't know, I, I believe it to the fullest. And I I love that story. I mean, I am so behind on that show since I ha- I don't really listen to podcasts anymore. Yeah. Because I was working from home and been un- I've been unemployed for a month. So, I mean, literally, actually, literally a month today I've been unemployed. So I don't really listen to podcasts anymore that often. But that story is just insane to me. Like, I've heard some crazy stories on that show, including ones about people seeing uh what they believe were extraterrestrials in their bedroom but they look like um a, a, monk, a chimpanzee in like overalls like in Dunstan checks in and a t-rex in a doctor suit <sighs> like which that's it's highly believed by the host Derek and that by the people that called that they were extraterrestrials or great like grays that were shape-shifting to make the people feel more make kids feel more comfortable right because they're based off some tv show or something but i mean i don't know i've heard some crazy things in those shows and it's just like it makes you want to believe in everything so much more like hearing people tell their stories in their own voices it's not even like one of those shows where he reads in his voice like it's just it's their own voices it's literally messages these people left telling their stories right and I mean, Monsters Among Us. I, I had Derek Hayes on my show months ago, like back last summer. And I fully recommend anybody who's in the paranormal listen to that show. It's just, it's such a good show. He's won the Paranormality Award so many times for that show. Like, it's just, the idea he had to do that was amazing. Right. I well, I, I say it, I I talk about it on the show all the time because it's just, it's what reenacted my love for the paranormal was that show. All right. So now, do you go out and investigate? unfortunately i besides my random hikes so my wife thinks to go on um no because between between full-time job between kids two do, two big mastiffs and um a wife and mm-hmm. um podcasting right. i don't have the, i don't you know you podcast you know i, I don't i mm-hmm. i have i'm on three podcasts the time it takes is very consuming and yeah, There's just not. I mean, I personally don't investigate. I would love to someday, but part of me is also a little like anxious. I guess be the word to do it. Like I don't want to say scared because I'm not really scared to do it. Like I don't think a ghost is gonna like kill me or anything. But it's just I'm anxious yeah. about it because I, I you never just throw you around, around a
1: little bit, rough you
0: up, and it's uh you'll be all right. I I mean I'm I'm a big motherfucking man. I could take it, but it's just <laughs> it's I don't know. It's I don't know. One of these days, there's a mansion in the town I live in called the SK Pierce Mansion. Yeah. And um the the girl I know from Salem was just investigating it not long ago. Um East East Coast Haunted or what the hell are they called? I also I forget what they're called right now, but East Coast Haunted, I think they're called. They just were up here like investigating it like back in the summer. Like I would love to go there and investigate, because this mansion is so haunted that firemen and policemen refuse to go in there alone when the alarms call. Yeah. So I would love to go in there and like, they say the basement there is super haunted, but I don't know. I mean, I would love to someday, but I wouldn't want to go in alone. That's the thing. <laughs> I want I want a professional with me who could be like, tell me what's happening. Like yeah. I want, I'd, love to, I'd love to have like a medium or a sensitive person with me to be like, all right, here's what's happening right now <laughs> like i need someone there to, i need someone there to explain to me so i'm not just like freaking out when i hear shit or yeah. see shit but I'll, I'll
1: send you a haunted doll and you can start with that
0: oh that next time i go to florida i'm going to key west <laughs> to, and i'm seeing robert the doll that's my goal because mm. I, haven't, I haven't been back to florida since my dad died in 2017 right. so that's my goal is to next time i go there to go to a theme park theme parks and everything. I'm going to take a little side trip down to Key West a couple days, because, I mean, it's Key West. So you can go have fun and get drunk. But I want to go see Robert the Doll. Right. <laughs> because, okay. mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to take a picture of him or anything without his permission, permission. <laughs> because you don't do that <laughs> unless you want to be haunted. But, I don't know. I've heard so many stories about Robert the Doll. So many podcasts talk about him that, like, it just to the end of days i want to meet him like i want to see him and give my honor give 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 him my honors in a way kind of i mean right he's just such a figure in the world and supposedly so many so many movies are based on him but let me ask you this though why aren't you into ufos and aliens at all
1: um just never really experienced anything like that um i never thought about it i mean like i said since i was a child i mean my thing has always been spiritual you know and and so i've never really never really um got into the, the ufos or the aliens or the green man or anything like that for me it's always been cartoons like that you know not just saying they're I not mean, real but just never really really I mean, you, you live in Texas. You live in like one of the biggest UFO states out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. That we had to hear about, but I just don't, I just don't, um, I don't even know how to go about it. I mean, you know, because yeah, you know, even I... though we're, we are more, more, we are mainly, um, we do our stuff outside, you know, we yeah. do abandoned buildings every now and then, um, you know, things like that, but we're mainly outside and, and, uh, uh thinking that we would see things like that because you know we're we're in these open areas they're pitch dark there's nothing around us, you know uh civilization is kind of far away from us so we are able to we're we're able to see the stars real pretty i mean you know there you see all of them and but we've never i've never really experienced anything like that i mean it's kind of like um i mean i'm really not even interested in it hmm my thing has always been more of a spiritual side to it than 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 abductions or anything. I do tell my family though, when we do leave, is if I don't come back, either I get crossed over and I don't know how to get back or
0: something took me. <laughs> Which Josh, he just said that he he believes they could exist, but he just has not encountered one. Right. I, that's, he literally just said that. But um I mean, I saw at my at the house my wife my wife lived in when I first met her in the Petro Triangle i saw what looked like well i didn't see first my son saw it my stepson saw it first and it was literally like he asked me like dad why are those stars moving and i'm like i had a few drinks at that point i'm like what the heck are you talking about stars moving i look i'm like oh like literally eight or nine star looking things moving in one direction in like a formation yeah and i don't know i mean I've been the biggest believer of aliens forever, like ever. Like I read a book series when I was a kid called like my teacher is an alien was the first book. And then like it went on to like two or three books past that where like the president was an alien and everything. But so like, I love the, I, I, I truly believe aliens exist. Like I, whether they're interdimensional or from space, I don't know. I am not, I can't say I like to believe from space, not interdimensional, but maybe interdimensional is just the way they travel right so i mean i don't know i mean maybe one but, day
1: if it happens to me like i said i didn't really go i didn't even not that i didn't believe but i just never thought about the creepy side of this you know yeah i mean
0: and that's until, the side that that's the side that was fascinating me more than the ghost side right like, and seeing, until we went to this one
1: place and like i said not looking for anything creepy or anything actually actually there's an urban legend about that place there's a bridge so we went there just because of the urban legend because we were born oh. and we wanted to go somewhere you know we said
0: like a crybaby like cry bridge like yeah it's,
1: called, it's well it's called a donkey lady bridge and it's you know it's about uh back in the day this lady had a donkey and there was this kid that would go by her house and it's by the river and and he would throw rocks at it and then she got mad and she yelled at him so he runs off back to san antonio his dad is like a big shot out there. So him and his friends come back later on in the night, kill the donkey, set the house on fire, but she's in it. So she comes out through the window all on fire, with her face being, you know, melting, and her hands had yeah. melted. Her fingers had melted into look, look like, like hoofs. and she fell in the river. But they never found her. So then after that, she would appear anybody that would go to that bridge, and oh, and uh, okay. so that's the urban legend of it, and that's the reason why we went and then we really didn't even stay on that bridge very long. We were there and I was just, we were just drawn to go deeper past that. And then once you pass that bridge, then you start going into that forest and, you, and then you started going through the trails. And so we, I mean, even at that, we weren't even looking for what we think is in there now. It, it well, was just like, we stumbled on something,
0: you know? Let me ask you this because I, I meant to ask you this earlier. I never got to it. Did you actually get to that house?
1: Yeah, we did. That was, is it? looks just like a it. Texas chainsaw massacre. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, we, we went three miles. It's three miles in there. Uh, and of course, you know, unless you're a hiker and you do this all the time, it's going to kick your butt. I mean, we, yeah. we, by the time we got there, it took us like, what, over an hour and a half to walk there. Because the trail is not straight. You know, it curves like this, and then it goes up and yeah. down. And, uh, so you're you're working out. And so finally, when we get around this curve and we come around this curve and then there's a fence and then you could just see the house in the darkness. I mean, it's a two story house and it looks just like something out of like I said, the chainsaw massacre thing. And, um, and, and it's your three miles in there. That's pretty. It may not seem like it's far, but yeah, you're in there. You scream. There's nobody going to hear you. You know? Oh God, no! Yeah, no. so, yeah, it was it was it was pretty wild. We did end up jumping the fence and going and going up to the house, and we it, we did go inside. And it's an old old house. I mean, it's 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 uh the foundation actually half of the house from the foundation up it's it's the old style of, of uh, rock, you know, and then they built the house on it. But the wall, some of the walls are still uh stone. And, and the basement, we went, we went in the basement because we had to kind of, we had to jump down because the stairs were broken. So we had to jump down into the basement. And uh, uh, that was crazy because there was a table with chairs down there. And and it's like a big farm because there's other buildings that are, that are also. And they're, they're just, I mean, it's, it's real, real old. I mean, we did get um, some activity uh, outside. We didn't get anything inside. But that that growl uh, again was that followed. It followed us all the way up there, and then you can, we we it just it growled again. But this growl is not a growl. In my mind, it's like a giant gorilla because it was so deep that you know you, I, I you could feel it when it, when it, when, it would, when it would just growl. You could feel it inside inside yeah. your body, yeah, like that. <laughs> just real deep. And then, I mean, you don't know where it's coming from because it, 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 it comes from here, but then it sounds like it's coming from here, but then you can't pinpoint it. And then we're you're so far in there in the dark. I mean, you you, you forget, you know, we went three miles, but you got to come three miles back. So that's six miles now.
0: I mean, one, I would be hanging to this house like in the earliest of the morning just to make sure I'm there in daylight and I'm out of the woods by daylight because... <laughs> I ain't trying to fuck with no woods and no house in the woods in darkness. And I mean, <laughs> that that house is probably from what the 1800s at least. Yeah,
1: it's it's what? actually yeah. They're trying to rebuild it now.
0: Why? As, as a tourist attraction or like who's yeah, gonna? Yeah, go it's a like a anymore? it's like a landmark now. Okay, I was gonna say I'm like I'm like ain't no one trying to live these day and age like in the a house three miles in the woods. Like, I mean, yeah, there are some people would like to live there, I'm sure, but they're probably serial killers or something. Yeah, but. I mean it's just I don't know.
1: It it was creepy exactly. because there was another building away from it. It's got several buildings. It's like a ranch house in a way. And there's another building next down a little ways from it, which you have to go through the woods to get to that one too. And we, we weren't able to get into that one because it, it was the door was just so old and wooden and we couldn't open it. But we could open the top part of it and shine our light in there. And inside inside that, it was a, like a little shed, but it's it stone. Um, maybe like a 25 by 25, something like that. And But when we shined the light, we couldn't get in there. So I told one of my members, stick the camera in there, you know, and see if you can get anything with footage with the camera while you shine the light. And he did that. And when we looked at the footage, when I looked at the footage, there was pictures of corn on the walls. I mean, pictures of corn. I mean, just, you know how you, the stalks of corn, and yeah. on the walls and it's kind of like what kind of crap is this you know who has why is there pictures of corn in there <laughs>
0: that's that's strange i mean have you ever looked at, can you have you ever looked into like the history of who owned that house or that it was
1: owned by some people i, I don't remember um how how that story went on that one um i just know that they turned it into a landmark and they were going to start to to renovate it to the way Mm -hmm. it used to be but that was just weird i mean that was just weird to to look inside of there and and see pictures of corn
0: i mean a house three miles in the wood one thing would be (laughs) that 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 would creep me out enough to like if i'm gonna go in there i I would want a team of people with me and i would want like to have like a freaking like not even a gun but like a cross or something i mean as well just in case but like i don't know that's cre- i mean or even a gun just in case it's yeah. a texas chain it's all type house but who, who knows but i mean
1: and it's dark dude it is pitch dark and and when you come up to it you still won't even see it until you start getting like really like right in front of it the house will just start to appear you know because it's so dark and then you see how big it is and then you start seeing all the things that are around it and, and uh i mean it's really old i mean it's really it's cool because the staircase is one of those old wooden staircases just go straight up like straight out of the- Something like kind of the scary movies, you know. Um, yeah. So I yeah, mean, it's, when,
0: it's when you're there,
1: thing. when you're there like that and experiencing that, yeah, you you're on you're a little on your edge.
0: I mean, I yeah, I'd be creeped out to no end, <laughs> but that's just me personally. But I would be creeped out to no end. I mean, I would check it out during the day, but. You couldn't pay me to go to that at night, like hell no <laughs> i i I ain't walking three miles to any forest at night, like it's forget exciting, about man. that
1: it's exciting,
0: so is playing video games and watching t v <laughs> but I got I could do that in the safety of my home and not have to worry about getting killed by a dog <laughs> a dog man or a feral Bigfoot or something like or a skinwalker for God forbid, I mean Jesus, but it's just it's a whole thing I mean it's I don't know it's yeah i'm a, i'm a chicken when it comes to that shit i'm a chicken but <laughs> I, i'm on to admit it at least but i don't know i mean yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get very far in there most people
1: oh i've taken some people in there i've taken other other founders from a couple of other paranormal groups and they only get to the first part of it and they'll end up turning around and they'll say like no this is going too far um uh, you know i don't really want to walk that far but i already know i mean they start to feel everything in there like that and starts messing with them
0: and they're out of there well you said you lost a person to it like i'm assuming they quit the group right after that but yeah he
1: was native himself he was native and he had an experience in there um you know
0: uh related to to the native people that were were there yeah i mean i i imagine and i don't know it's just not something i would do at night especially like during the day (laughs) Be one thing but like that place can be just as bad during
1: the day than at night
0: i'm fine with that at least then i have daylight to go out to and i can be like i can feel safer with the daylight but i don't know unless it's like permanently night around that house or something which who knows i mean a house that deep in the woods like i mean yeah back in the 1800s early 1900s in texas that probably was the norm for big ranchers to have a house that deep in the woods, and then they'd have to ride a horse in town for, like, three miles, Right. whatever. But, I don't know, it's just, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing <laughs> kind of, like, just made me all more like, oh
1: That's the first thing I thought. When we were, we went around the curve right there, and then we looked, we could see it, and it's like, oh, man, this 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 is not right. You know, and then like I said, then seeing that other seeing the corn pictures in there, that would that just kind of even threw, made made a,
0: made it even more, you know, just out there. Well, was it actually like pictures like taken with a camera, or was it like no, they're wallpaper, like uh, picture frames with painted with paintings. There were paintings of corn. That's okay. That's freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, Oh my god, that's that's insane. That's insane. But why don't you tell my listeners where they can find you, where they can find your podcast? Just promote yourself to the fullest.
1: Um, yeah, you can check us out on Texas Race Hunters on on Facebook. Uh, my podcast is uh, Race World Podcast on Facebook and on YouTube under Texas Race Race Hunters.
0: So please, folks, go check them out. I'm I. I see things from his Facebook all the time, his Facebook group, and it's interesting. I I enjoy seeing them when I see them. So go check it out, folks. Of course, all my listeners know you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal Really Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with the S group. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal Really Normal, where this is streaming right now. Among other places, but and of course you can find me in the antisocial and parapost network. But until next time, Anthony, thank you for coming on. We will have to get you on again at some point in the future because I'm sure there's more we could talk about. Even that we no, I told
1: you, know, you just five or six hours just to top it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I'd have to break I'd have to break that up into so many episodes it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but because my listeners are used to hour long episodes, basically or near nearby at least, but. We'll definitely get you on again at some point, I'm sure. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And I will be back on Monday, I'm pretty sure, with my next panel interview.